The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 42 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom myself brad simcox and arrow headlines editor tom childs in this week's show we'll be taking a look at this week's arrow headlines and later on we'll give you the obstacles that we believe the chiefs might face this year that could stop them reaching the super bowl but first season, a real breakthrough campaign. Dinia, over Watkins, coming in with Cash! Oh. Matty Cash! A real blow for the league leaders. It will be heralded at Anfield, but only in a small part of the Etihad, where the Villa fans are delighted. Song Heung-min, and here's Coutinho!
The English Premier League has concluded for the 2021-22 season. Congratulations to Manchester City and their fans, and obviously the Manchester City fans in America, because there is some, I do know some. Uh, <laughs> your team are champions yet again, winning it four times in the last five seasons. I mean, that's 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 incredible, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it is, it's an incredible achievement. I just feel nothing about it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Man City winning the league is kind of like the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. Yes. Um, but even like you care even less because the way it's all come about, and that sounds really bitter, doesn't it? It does. But no, it was it was a, a fantastic end to a fantastic Premier League season for Man City to turn it around in those six minutes of just absolute madness, going 2-0 down mm-hmm. to 3-2 up in in six minutes was was crazy. I I actually switched games. Because oh, obviously, you didn't. Well, yeah, because when Man City went 2 0 down, it was then in Liverpool's hands, and Liverpool were drawing. I had Liverpool won and Man City drew, then Liverpool would have won the league on the final day of the season. So I switched games to see if Liverpool would get the winner. And then next thing you know, I'm looking at my phone and it's 2 all. Yeah. So I switched back to the Man City game just in time for their winner and the scenes there. It was, it was a spectacular end to the season across the board. I, I'm disappointed what happened with Arsenal in the end. Um, it was still a very good season. It could have been better. Um, it just, but you know, overall, in terms of growth of a team, then yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy. Yeah, we're talking about foundations of a team, weren't we? At, at some point yeah. in the last show, and Arsenal's pretty much in that in that kind of realm at the minute, aren't they? The, the foundation. Yeah, they just haven't got a Patrick Mahomes. That's the problem. No, that's what they, they haven't got. They haven't got any superstars. That's where Arsenal yeah. are, are very young, very good. They just haven't got like any world-class players. That was ultimately the difference between Arsenal and Tottenham was that Tottenham have two world-class players in Son and Harry Kane where Arsenal don't have anyone close to those two and that was was the difference in the end. But, you know, I'm over it. Funny you should say that. I, I used to I used to watch the games when it was like towards the end of the Premier League season, where Sky used to put on like a, a a channel where it was zooming in and out of all the different games that were going on. Yeah, yeah, like a red zone equivalent. It was yeah, it was very much early yeah. days red zone, wasn't it? And it was like, what's happening now? Let's go to this ground. Let's go to that ground. Let's, and it was quite busy, but you followed it because you know you knew what you knew what was the, what the stage mm. were because they had like the little table at the bottom right hand corner or something or the left hand corner, didn't they? Where yeah, what's happening now? You know, this is what's happening because this team's got so many points, and oh no, they've just equalised, and now it's you know yeah, it was all like what's happening, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't really seem to have that now. No, I, I don't know why. Maybe because the games are across so many different channels. It's like Probably, America, yeah. isn't it? Like there's so many different networks who want a, a piece of that pie that maybe that they can't do it. They can't get the rights. But it did get me thinking. Yeah. It did get me thinking. Uh, I, I regard the English Premier League as like one of the top sporting leagues in the world. And I think I think that's a fair statement mm-hmm. across all sports. I think that's fair in it's terms of, of viewers. Watched, yeah. In terms of, yeah, in, to, in terms of viewers, it's the most watched sports league in the world even more so than the NFL, the NBA, the Premier League is well above and beyond that um, by a country mile. But I got thinking, like, in regards to the NFL, because we like to link anything we can to do with football to to American football. That's the whole point we're here. We we have a niche, apparently. That's um, people <laughs> like it. So that's why Pete got us on, is to talk about crazy ideas and crazy scenarios like this. And it got me thinking, like, what would I prefer for the NFL? Would I prefer, like, a round-robin table-style league like the Premier League 
mm-hmm. where you play each every team at least once and then whoever's top and there's a point system whoever's top of the league they are the champions or do i prefer the the traditional playoff system that the nfl currently has yeah where do you sit on that i have an answer but i just want to see where you sit on that first. where do i sit on this um do you know what there's something to be said about playing every single team that year yeah and 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 basically crowning yourself as as you know the the team that's won it outright is the outright winner because they have beaten everybody or they've played everybody to prove that they are the best team in that year yes so i get that but in terms of excitement and things and especially like, you know, drumming up kind of, um, you know, previous games from like, you know, back when where you've had, like, I don't know, where the Chiefs have played the the Dolphins like five years ago or something like that. And you want to get revenge this time. I, I kind of enjoyed that side of it as well. That's, yeah. you know, you've got, you've got a bit of grudge match against the team that beat you five years ago or something. You know, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like you're you're right in what you said about the first part. The league table doesn't lie. Yeah. It doesn't. Like it's whoever's top in the pudding. The, yeah. Whoever's yeah. at the top of that table, if you are number one in the league table, you are the best team in the league. If you are 20th, it means you're the worst team in the league. There's yeah. there's no lie. The league table does not lie. There are too many games played for it to be a lie. Where the NFL playoffs absolutely can lie. Yes. We you saw have, it last. You can have one of the worst teams that win it. Yeah, if, we, if we saw game. it last year Yeah, with, with, the, with the Bengals. They didn't win the Super Bowl, but are you telling me that the Bengals, if you could line up all the AFC teams now, are you telling me the Bengals are the best team in the AFC? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely they just not. They just went on a run. And this is where I sit with, do I, what do I prefer? I actually prefer the NFL style of it because you get a mixture of both. Mm. You get the league table format, which kind of decides the rankings going into the playoffs. Yeah. But then when you get to the playoffs, you know that most of the teams, bar like last year's Steelers, should be pretty good coming into it. And any one of those teams can get hot and go on a run. Mm-hmm. Like The reason why we all go on about Leicester City winning the Premier League is because it, it was so unheard of. Like no one, no one thought they were going to win the Premier League that year. No, like a few random crazy people that should be locked up, put some money on it at the start of the season. But in <laughs> general, like, put a lot of money no on one it. believed that they were going to win the Premier League that year, that year that they did. I certainly didn't. I thought Arsenal were going to win it more mm. for me. Um, <laughs> but with the NFL, you do get the, these random, like six seeds every now and then that do come forward and win like but the Giants they won the Super Bowl from the sixth seed like the, the Bengals almost won the Super Bowl last year and yeah. what they were the fourth seed so it does happen it does happen and I do like the fact that the NFL opportunity of NFL offers an opportunity as long as you're in you stand a chance where you can be out of the Premier League title race really quickly like Arsenal lost their last lost their first three games of last year and were basically out of the title race immediately. Yeah. See, I never thought they were in it, but they were basically eliminated after the first three games. Too much ground to catch up. That's not the case in the NFL. If you get hot in November, December, just get yourself into the dance and then go make some noise from there. So I think the NFL's probably got it about right. Yeah, I like the unpredictability of the NFL. I think yeah. that's key with, with entertainment value. The NFL's got it spot on with, with that. Um, but... Again, you still have the entertainment value from the league system because you had what we had in the last game of the season, right down to the wire, wasn't it? Where, you know, 2 0 down, Man City were 2 0 down, out of it. Everybody had kind of written them off after that and they scored three goals in five minutes. And 
it's that kind of level of excitement that's built up over that course of that season, the course of that year, um, where the NFL system, you get that excitement almost almost every week because you, you, you've got very various teams battling out for division position, mm-hmm. haven't you? Yeah. You know? Um, and obviously trying to get into the into the playoffs as well. So you've got obviously the the wild card, you know, the all all that kind of thing that comes around from having that that entertainment value. So I think collectively throughout the year, the entertainment value for me is definitely the NFL. Yeah, agreed. Um, but there is a lot of excitement towards the end of that the, the end of a Premier League season. Well, yeah. any any league season where you've yeah. got teams battling out for the actual championship, but also in relegation at the bottom end. Yeah. So you know, I mean, this, you've, we've seen all of the pictures of of the fans running onto the onto the pitch. You know, all excited about the fact that they've stayed in the Premier League. I mean, that's that's what, that feels like you've almost won something in itself. Yeah, yeah. You've actually stayed in there. So um, you know, I, I do like that part of it that that the zeros of the league get a bit of an opportunity to be kind of heroes in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah. That if you could, obviously it's never going to happen because of franchising sports, but yeah. a, a form of relegation in American sports for me would be very welcome indeed. Like it doesn't seem, I, I get why they do it, but in, in in the Premier League or any division or division-based pyramid system for foot, uh, any sport, mm. if you become bomb, you get punished, you drop down a league. Mm. In American football, you, you're the worst team in the league. Oh, here you go. Here's the best player from college last year. Here's your prize. <laughs> Just, it, it's like it does I, I don't know I, I love I love watching a draft and everything and I do like the fact that the league tries to turn over and make it equal but you know um, I think anything to avoid teams from tanking um, it, um, making them want to play better for me is is slightly uh, yeah. more beneficial to the league than saying hey let's tank for Trevor yeah exactly exactly um, should we get off the Premier League chat for now get on to the Get onto yeah, the Chiefs chat, and uh, in fact, it's actually your realm, this mate, because we're going to be starting including it in this in in this podcast. We're going to start including the arrow headlines that Tom mm. painstakingly does every single day. Hardest job in the world. It is hardest job in the world. It is trying to find, especially trying to find content in this part of the the, the new season. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know we've got we've had like practice sessions that have come about recently as well, which we'll probably get into that a little bit later on. But um, trying to find <laughs> trying to find headlines and, and news articles mm-hmm. put together on the Our Head Pride website, um, it it is very difficult. And like you said, a lot of the uh, a lot of our colleague Nick, a lot of your steal a lot of your uh, your content as well. <laughs> Do you know what? I obviously made that comment, tongue in cheek comment last yeah. last show. <laughs> And I checked headlines because I always like make a star of it during the day and whatnot, yeah. ready for the next morning. And John Dixon done that exact thing as, really? as we were recording. Yeah, he stole one. <laughs> he stole, stole one. It. He's just too good at his job. He's too good. That's his, that's his problem. But yeah, we're, we're, we're basically going to have a look at, just throughout the off season, we're going to pick, because we're doing a fortnightly show, we're going to have a look at our headlines from the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take some more so like opinion pieces that have been written over the last couple of weeks. And we're going to give our views on them. We, they, they, this isn't news. This isn't a news part of the sec, uh, podcast. News podcast, you go to the editor show, go to Pete, go to John. They can deal with the news. They'll deal we're with more, the details. We're, we're more so reacting and giving our own opinion on other people's opinions and telling them why they're wrong or why they're right. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So basically stealing content and using it as our own. <laughs> yes. I like that. I like so, it. So I'll go first. Go on then. I'll go first. Right. So this one was from our headlines a couple of weeks ago or last week. Yeah. And I actually led with this. And when I first read it, I thought, this bloke's crazy. And it was from a CBS article. I cannot remember the author. I will find the author so they get credit. And they said that Sky Moore should be favourite for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Wow. Really? Where do you stand on that? I mean, I, 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 in a way, I can kind of see where they're coming from with that because he's got the quarterback, he's got the coach, he's got, you know, he's got, he's got the, the setting is right in Kansas City, isn't it? So I can kind of understand why they're going to kind of pitch that on him. But I don't know. I mean, draft position wise and stuff, really? Exactly. Is, is that going to be something that, that is, is going to be a thing for Sky Moore? Is he even well, going to play? I mean, that's, that's, that's the other <laughs> thing as well, because, you know, we all know that Andy Reid doesn't really like to throw in wide receivers right off the bat as soon as they've been selected. You know, he seems yeah. to give them a year, doesn't he? So I, I don't know where they're coming from with that, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's a bit loco. I'm not going to lie. Um, like, I, obviously, ordinarily, you come out of a draft and you see that five quarterbacks have been taken in the first round and yeah. you're, you're making assume that it's going to be one of those guys that's going to win offensive rookie of the year. And uh, what is it? Kenny Pickett's the only one that's taken before Sky Moore. Mm. Um, so if any quarterback's going to win it, you'd expect it to be him. But if he doesn't win it, obviously naturally you go to pass catchers. Like uh, a running back winning rookie of the year, that's not happening. No. Uh, offensive lineman, if Creed Humphrey doesn't win rookie of the year, then no offensive lineman's going to win rookie of the year this year. Exactly. That was um, Travis so, up by the way. Yeah. Well, you know, no, no, Jamal, Ch- Jamal Chase was pretty, pretty darn special last year. He was only good towards the end. <sighs> I think you're being harsh here. Like, <laughs> Creed I, Humphrey was the rightful. I, I remember. Player. I remember sitting on this show and being like, "Jamar Chase should win Rookie of the Year," and then just feeling daggers from Chiefs Kingdom uh, from, <laughs> from, from all over, from all over everywhere. So what? I'm just looking now on what Sky Moore was the eighth, ninth receiver, tenth receiver taken wow. in the draft this year, and to pin eleventh receiver him, no. taken, eleven. So you've got Alec Pierce, George Pickens. Um, John Mechie, Christian Watson, Jaha Dotson, then Jameson Williams, Chris Olav, Garrett Wilson, and Drake London all ahead. Like, if you're looking at quarterbacks, then you probably, if you're going to base your opinion on uh, they could win Rookie of the Year because of their quarterback, mm. then obviously Sky Moore stands a good chance. But then, so does the guy that went to Green Bay as well. I can't remember his name. Um, Christian Watson. Yeah. Like who, who have Green Bay got to throw the, throw the ball to this year? Sammy Watkins? And he's half a hamstring? Like that's, <laughs> that's not going to happen, is it? He's half a hamstring. Yeah, you know what? This, gonna... is, this is the equivalent of, this CBS article here is, is the equivalent of somebody backing the Chargers every single year until they actually do something. Do you know what I mean? Well, so and, so we're so just I, going for anything going to time a homes. Yeah, they're just basically plucking something out of the air because they think there might be an opportunity, there might be a chance, you know, that I might be right and I'll look like a god when I get it right. That's what it feels like, that kind of selection. Yeah. Well, so the guy was Chris Trapasso from CBS. And I quite like the article. Like, he, he makes some good points, but having Sky Moore at number one, 
I don't know. Traylon Burks was the Traylon Burks number two, and Kenny Pickett number three. And what I mentioned, I mentioned Christian Watson, and he's not even in his top ten. So yeah, wow. I, I, I don't know. Uh, for me, I'm going to say no. Sky Moore won't win Offensive Rookie of the Year. If he does, then wow, Brett Reach, wow. But I'm going to say <laughs> I'm, I, I'm 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 going to put a lid on it and say no to Sky Moore winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. It, it sounds like the Mahomes effect has crept in there with CBS. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 to be, I read a lot of CBS articles. They love Mahomes yes. more so than any other outlets. They love him. It's the Mahomes okay. effect. We've, we've talked about it before many a time on this podcast, but um, yep. yeah, the Mahomes effect is a real thing, uh, unless you name Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to bring him back up again. Sorry, sorry. Um, the one that I liked, actually, um, it was, it was one that I was thinking, that can't be real. That can't be something that's in our headlines. Um, but it was um, Coach Reed apparently sneaking in in 1977 into his school or into the school where they filmed Grease. <laughs> I was like, I read that article right. I'm all right. I'm sucked in. I'm going to click on that article because yeah. that is something that's drawn me in there. Um, apparently, he wasn't there to go and watch Travolta. He's, he's there to go and watch uh, Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> I mean, fair play to his honesty. Fair play. Just to breathing his heavily into his play card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny you brought this one up because I didn't see this one originally when I was putting it together, but Pete sent me it. And every now and then, Pete sends me one. Says, "Oh, this would be good for headlines, Tom." And he and he sent me this one for uh, about Andy Reid and and Greece. And I opened it up, and Pete said, "Sent me the quote saying this is probably a good quote to use." And it was about Andy Reid talking about play description. But I was really hoping, hoping that I was going to open it up, and it was Andy Reid saying, "Oh, if I wasn't going to be." an NFL coach, I was going to be a T-bird or something like that. That's what I was really hoping it was going to say. Just imagine Andy Reid doing Grease Lightning. It's <laughs> Grease Lightning. Do you know what? I'm going, to, I'm going to predict it now, right? When Mahomes is ready to snap the ball, he's going to call an audible and it's going to be called T-bird, T-bird, T-bird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the first Brit chief um, Eddie when Mahomes starts pointing to coverage to the centre and yeah. trying to find the mic and you're just going to go, oh, he's learning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can really tell it's the 26th of May, can't you? <laughs> we talking about Greece this, and this, this show has been garbage so far. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Talking about Andy Reid and Greece and Sky Moore being Offensive Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, it doesn't get like another one I found in our headlines, which you should read every day, by the way. It's brilliant. It is. It is good. Um, this was from Sportscasting, and I think they stole it from NFL.com themselves. So we're stealing it from them as well. Um, Travis Kelsey could be next in line to be in a broadcasting booth. Now, obviously, Tom Brady has come forward and now he's going to go to the Fox booth next year and yeah. earn himself an absolute fortune. Obviously, Tony Romo has already made that trans, uh, transition. Greg Olson, who's obviously a former NFL tie end, he's moved into broadcasting. And he's very good at it, to be mm -hmm. fair. Another tie end that tried it that wasn't so great, Jason Witten. But there, there seems to be there seems to be more players interested in than ever moving into broadcasting post-career. And they've said that Travis Kelsey would be good at it. I don't again it's another article i don't think i agree with like would he be very good at it? like he would be entertaining but i can imagine he'd get quite annoying quite quickly 
because yeah, I like Travis Kelsey a lot, but like I I, I love Romo because he has that perfect balance of entertainment and informing me. Yeah. Where I I I just I feel like Travis Kelsey would just be like all hype the whole time. You'd almost need him part of like as a free man crew. Like you yeah. couldn't have him as the collar guy. He'd have to be a free man crew and just like jump in every now and then go, yeah, or something like that. It, like that's, it, yeah. that's what Travis Kelsey role would have to be. He, he would be dialed up to 11 a lot, I think, wouldn't he? Yeah. I, I think that that that's Kelsey's style and how he, his attitude and stuff. But, but saying that, that's probably, the reason why it's probably come about is because of that particular play where, you know, it was do it, Kelsey, do it, do it, do it. Um, yeah. Where he kind of, Found something that was, you know, a mismatch in the in in the, yeah. in the opposition's defense, and he's probably he's probably put a lot of these networks on alert, thinking he actually knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose, I suppose the guy can find a soft spot in his own better than anyone yeah. can. Like he he knows his stuff, that is for sure. Him and Mahomes are telepathic at times. He certainly knows how to read coverages. I don't I don't doubt his ability to break stuff down. I just doubt his ability to calm himself down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he can break he can break things down, but can he dial it down? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. I, I don't know. I mean, where does this put like the likes of Tony Gonzalez? Because he's quite a straight laced kind of guy, isn't Tony Gonzalez? Yeah. And and straight lace is another word for boring, by the way. Yeah, straight laced, but yeah, um, but he again, he knows his stuff. He's been around the game often, you know, quite a long mm-hmm. time. Um, but. Entertainment value. We talked about it before, didn't we? About the leagues and stuff like that. Entertainment value. I think Kelsey would be very entertaining in front of a mic. Okay. So, so what lead guy are you pairing him with? What lead guy? Yeah, Nance, Trico, Michaels, Buck. Which one are you? Harmon, Harlan. Sorry, Iron Eagle. I, I, can you can you pair him up with somebody like that? So you're just talking about just starting a whole entire new crew. Martin Tyler and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> so many people won't get that reference <laughs> at all, but that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. No, I I, I really don't know, mate. I really, I really wouldn't like to pair him up with anyone because I just think they couldn't handle a Travis Kelsey in front of the mic. <laughs> they just couldn't handle him. Um, because he'd just get so excited about the game, he'd be chugging beers left, right, and centre. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do, we, what do you think? Who do you think he'd be, be good paired up with? See, my 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 guy is Nance. I really like Nance. But Nance I'm not breaking. Yeah. I'm not bra- I'm not breaking up Nance and Romo. No chance. Like if Nance and Romo broke up, that'd be like watching my my parents break up for me. <laughs> like that. Like it would be on a par. Like it would do that much damage to me. <laughs> emotionally like Nance and Romo not being together I'll just find you in a uh, corner somewhere yeah yeah no I quite like Michaels as well sticking with Michaels yeah because um, Michaels has moved on now hasn't he has, has he gone to Amazon now or Monday Night Football I think so um, um, I know he's not he's not with Collinsworth anymore no Joe Buck's gone to um, Monday Night Football yeah uh, and has Collinsworth gone there and I don't know they've all moved around all I know is Nance and Romo are still together yeah and that's all I care about that's but what yeah. You care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm kind of happy that, but I'm kind of happy that Buck's gone to Monday Night Football because of all the weekends football. Monday Night Football is the one that I don't very often get to watch. Yeah, I watch a lot of Thursday Night Football. I watch a lot of Sunday Night. I don't really watch Monday Night Football. Right. And Joe right. Buck is by far and away my least, but 
least favourite um, lead co- lead commentator. Like, well, we, uh, we, we we knew that from the Super Bowl, didn't we? Exactly. So I don't get to see Joe Buck or hear Joe Buck much yeah. this year. So I'm pretty maybe happy Joe Buck with Kelsey might spring a bit of life into him. Maybe, 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 maybe. Um, the the last one I've got actually before we uh, we head to the break is um, Juan Thornhill. It's actually quite a recent one, this one, isn't it? Um, in it the is. Headlines. Uh, Juan Thornhill, an underappreciated player on NFL.com. Um, one of the one of the players that they've named as being an underappreciated player. Um, I mean, I don't know why I stand on this because there was a lot of talk about him last season, wasn't there? Um, yeah. Coming in and, and and kind of taking the place of of, of Sorensen and everything, and he did come in and. There did seem to be a bit of a turnaround, but I don't think it was because of the fact that Thornhill was plugged in. Um, I just think the team managed to find something. I mean, we all know about, obviously, the likes of Chris Jones moving from one position to the other, um, from the edge and and back into the interior and stuff. So there was a lot of things I think the Chiefs were trying at the time that weren't particularly working at the beginning of that season. And, And Thornhill... Yes, like I said, it did start turning around when he came in, but I don't think that was because of him. No, it was because of Melvin Ingram. We all know that. Yeah, everyone, we knows all know, that. We all know everyone knows that. Like he's like the last remaining player of this secondary, like the the safeties yeah. from last year. Like he's been turned around except for one Thornhill. Mm-hmm. Um, is he underappreciated? I, I don't know. He was really quite good in his rookie year. Um, he's been injured he's been injured obviously a few times and he's he struggled to get back to that level that he was at before he got that injury uh, in his rookie year and at at one point we all thought that Fawnhill and Matthew could be this pairing that we could keep together for years and they would be one of the best pairings in the NFL and it never really materialised and now you're looking at him what he's his last year of his contract his rookie contract and they've just bought in Justin Reed. they've just drafted cook as well so they're 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 throwing bodies at it just in case it doesn't work out for Hill. i don't know if i buy him being underappreciated i just don't think he's got to a level yet where he was that we can underappreciate him if if yeah. we still have any if he gets to the, the level that he was in his rookie year then i think he'll send a reminder to everyone go oh, i'm still here i'm yeah. still that guy i can still play but we need to see it from him. Okay, we'll take a quick break there. Uh, When we come back, we'll be discussing the obstacles that the Chiefs might face to reach the Super Bowl this year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hi there. Welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with Brad and Tom. We're going to be talking about the obstacles the Chiefs might face to reach the Super Bowl this year. But uh, I just wanted to mention something because I've had another look at it before we actually went back on the show. And have you seen the Justin Ross, the catch in, in practice? Yeah, the one-handed. Who, who hasn't seen the one-handed catch in practice? <laughs> it was phenomenal what I saw on that. I know it's practice; mm. you, you've got to take it with a grain of salt. But he didn't look like he was hampered by an injury at all. At that, with that that one-handed grab, did he? One-handed or left-handed grab? Left-handed grab as well. Left-handed grab. Yeah. Yeah, this this hype train, like I'm hoping you're going to stick some train noises over the top of this when you go to edit the show, but this hype train, this Justin Ross hype train starting to look like an Indian commuter train at the moment, isn't it? Like there are so many people, there are so many people on this train at the moment. It is full, there's people hanging off the sides, people sitting on tops, on top of it. They make space for make space for me because I want to jump on myself, but I don't know if there's room. Um, are, are we already too late to the Justin Ross hype train? Are we, I, think, are, I think we are. Are we like now like Green Day fans after American Idiot? That's it. You're too late. You're, you're too late. You should have you should have been here at Basket Case, and then you can call yourself a real fan. Is this what it's like now? Are, are, are we too late to the Justin Ross party? I think we are because uh, I must admit when uh, we picked him up an undrafted free agent uh, and, and when somebody in our chat went, oh, we've got Justin Ross, went, is he good? <laughs> yeah. uh, who? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, we must be late. That's it then. We're too late. We need to find, we, we need to find a different rookie. That we, we can. Find another train. Is that what you're saying? We'll wait yeah, for the next we, one. we need to find our own train that's broken down that's not going to keep up with any type of hype train. Like Justin Ross is the bullet train. Then I don't know. Our rookie can be Thomas the Tank Engine. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like I was, I was really trying to think of famous slow trains there, but I just, <laughs> lo and behold, I couldn't think of one. But again, we hype back to it. We get back to it. It's May the 26th. So anything we say now doesn't matter. We're yes. absolutely fine, but you know, I have I've enjoyed what we have seen from mini mini camp so far. I know our guy Pete, big boss man's there at the moment, and he's going to be giving loads of updates on what he sees on arrowheadpride.com. There's my professional plug. Thank yeah. you very much. There's my, I'll charge for that later. But um, no, it's um, no, it is good. It's good to see. Like we are so starved of cheese content throughout this period of the year that even getting mini camp and seeing all the guys together, seeing my homes throwing passes to the likes of Juju Smith-Schuster, to the likes of Justin Ross, like it's the type of things we want to see. Obviously, we don't get like the nitty gritty that we get from from training camp where we get to hear about the personnel groupings, the formations. We don't hear any of that. We don't know who's lining up with who. We don't know who's first team, who's second team. We just don't get any of that in minicamp. But we do get a little bit. And the Chiefs threw us a little nugget yesterday. said, oh, go on, have this uh, one-handed grab from Justin Ross. And boy, how did the Chiefs kingdom lap it up? He caught it down near his shins. I mean, that was that was the that was the amazing <laughs> thing from it. I mean, it looked as though that ball was like, he, you know, he, he wasn't going to get on the end of it. And he's just amazing just really good and like you said it is it is practice at the end of the day and uh, you throwing in alan iverson over this one as well but we're talking about practice man yeah <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> practice man yeah <laughs> but i mean 
the hype is only kind of intensified a bit more because the chatter coming out of the camp as well is that Mahomes is very impressed with him. Kelsey's yeah. very impressed with him. And you can't take that with a pinch of salt. You've got to take that with everything that those two, yeah. those two guys are saying because those type two guys are legends already and veterans of the game already. Yeah, uh, It's crazy saying that about Mahomes being a veteran, isn't it? Crazy mm-hmm. saying that, but to hear them big up this this kid, you know, who is like you said, is it? Yeah, he he, he was predicted to be a first round talent, but we picked him up in free agency, and for them to be excited about him as well, I mean, gets everybody else excited as well, doesn't yeah. it? Well, in the space of 25 minutes, we've talked about Justin Ross's one-handed grab and the prospects of Sky Moore being Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, so I'm all like, for it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what we're worrying about. Tariq who? Tariq who? But no, we, we are in a position where like the, the ceiling for this Chiefs receiving group is mm. so, so high. So high. If you mentioned Scott, that in the last one, didn't you? You mentioned that. Did, did I say that in the last yeah, show? Well, then said, I won't. Re- I won't repeat myself too well, much. I'm glad you I, did I, because because you're right. The ceiling is high. They, they, I feel as though it can be. Pushed I, I feel like it's a really low floor as well. By the way, yeah, it's it's a really low floor, but a really high ceiling as well. Potential and wise, if, yeah. If, and if we if we if we end up in the middle ground this year, then it's still going to be probably better than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but if even if you obviously if you add t- Travis Kelsey's um productivity into that, obviously that takes it up a notch. But yeah, there's this all this potential in this receiver room now when they're all young guys, and if Justin Ross can be one of those guys, can nail down a roster spot and potentially come in and make some plays and go up, live up to his 2019 tape, then 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 who knows? Then who knows? The 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 uh, the sky is the limit, oh, and there's no pun oh. no pun intended with uh. Sky Moore. Maybe that's yeah. something we can... That's maybe the new nickname for uh, the Chiefs receivers. The sky's the limit. Oh, I like that. Maybe. I like that. Yeah. We've moved on from Legion of Zoom. <laughs> the Legion of what? Legion, Legion of whom? <laughs> to actually, glad, glad you mentioned the that. Limit. I'm glad you mentioned that, actually, because have you seen the Dolphins are trying to nick that nickname? Nick it or rebrand it as their own? Nick it. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to nick it. They're trying to take it from us, Tom. It's ours. It's Chiefs. Pesky Dolphins. First they take Tyreek, <laughs> then they take Melvin Ingram, and now they're trying to take our nickname. Trying to take you our may name. take our nickname. You may take Melvin Ingram. But they'll never take our freedom. I know. They're trying to take everything. Just they're just trying to be the Chiefs. Yeah. Maybe. I think that's what it is. I mean, you know, yeah, it is It is flattering, I suppose, but stop it. Stop it. Pesky dolphins. Pesky dolphins, yeah, exactly. Um, right. The main Actually, part of the show. Sorry, complete sidetrack. That side, South Park episode where the Japanese are killing all of those of dolphins and whales. I've not seen that one. Okay, yeah, they walk around saying explicit, saying, view dolphin you whales and basically they're killing a load of dolphins and whales and there, <laughs> there's actually one point when they're actually rocking to to um hard rock stadium and they kill a load of all the dolphins players and the team they're playing in that particular game happens to be the kansas city chiefs <laughs> oh, and um the, the whole reason why the Japanese are killing dolphins and whales is because South Park went on this really weird storyline that apparently the Americans sold 
the story to the Japanese that it was actually whales and dolphins that was piloting the Enola Grey that bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh my God. That, that, so, you know, South Park just going off on the yeah, off on off tangent on as it does. Yeah, <laughs> as it does. But yeah, it just, just like next time I see a dolphin uh, fan, I'll just turn around and go, if you dolphin, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that to see what the hell you're on about, mate. I really am yeah, going yeah. to have to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, try and watch it sober because it won't make much sense if you've had a drink. <laughs> it makes sense any, anyhow, does it, South Park? No. Um, all right, let's get on to the, the main part, though. One, one of the main parts of the show was um, you had an idea, didn't you? We actually put a, a tweet out asking about this, asking Chiefs Kingdom. The obstacles. What are the obstacles the Chiefs might face to mm-hmm. reach the Super Bowl this year? And... I, it's safe to say you had a lot of tweets. Yeah. <laughs> you had a very, lot of, very large amount of tweets that you had. There. Yeah, they, they seem, everyone seems to have an opinion on, on this particular um, idea. So, yeah, this is something that we run, we done last year. Mm. We've done this, this, this exact week, we run, done this exact, around this exact same segment. And, you know, May 26th, we've talked about it, running out of ideas. We need to steal content. So we're stealing content from ourselves. Yeah. from last year and um, I, I had I had a listen to last year's show and um, it's surprising to see it like well it's, I don't think it's right it's not very surprising to see that the answers that we've got via Twitter are very similar to the answers that we were getting last year really yeah um, apart from one big difference and an answer that come up so many times yesterday and today from Neil Blair from Duncan Smart from Yeet Diddy from David Way from all these other people Jadu Duval on Twitter from Kay Shager chasing the next beer that's his actual name on Twitter <laughs> lack <laughs> of pass rush we didn't bring this up last year no. we didn't think it was going to be a problem last year because we sat here and said oh Chris Jones is going to be a defensive end we're going to be absolutely <laughs> fine and that's look how that's going to that's going to work out a treat where everyone is worried about the lack of pass rush and that out of all the answers that we got that was the most consistent Mm. is the one obstacle that's going to be in our way for making the super bowl is ourselves is our own internal problem but it is the lack of pass rush and i agree uh yes um i I think you're right i do remember the conversation we had about ah we'll be fine because chris jones is going to be you know he's slimmed down a bit he looks looks ready he's quick off the line he's going to be a great defensive end and that it couldn't have gone any worse, I think, for no. that project. Um, it was a project that I suppose was worth trying because he mm-hmm. he obviously felt that he could do that that role effectively. Um, but it's it's very much more than just getting to the quarterback. Um, yeah. And you know, we all know that obviously defensive ends have got to set the edge and all that, and 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 be a lot more than like you said, just a quick guy that gets to the quarterback. So. I'm 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 with Chiefs Chiefs Kingdom on this. It is a, it is a big worry. I mean, yes, we've got George Karlaftis, uh, and we've Slovakia with the sake. Slovakia, you're gonna you're gonna make sure you get that in, aren't you? Every time yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slovakia with the sake, uh, and then we've got um, the slightly unimpressed or unimpressive Frank Clark. Uh, it's not really something to go on if you're planning on, you know pass rush has been your main game or main kind of defensive strategy um, yeah having a rookie and somebody who didn't really seem to be bothered last year yeah and when you've got a defensive coordinator that 
whose whole game is built after built on man coverage and getting after the the quarterback. Like yeah. I, I, I look at that AFC title game and Joe Burrow was like the most sacked football last year. Yeah. And outside of the first half in Cincinnati, the next three quarter or three halves of football we played against the Bengals in, in last year, we just we hardly laid a glove on him. No. Like what's going on? The, the pass rush was just inept. And that's with Melvin Ingram in there. I do feel like the, the pass rush is going to be a little bit better because I, I do like the look of Carl Aftus, mm. but it's the depth pieces that I'm worried about. Yeah. It's like if Frank Clark's healthy and that's a big what if, then yeah. yeah, maybe, then maybe he can be a difference maker. We can go back to 2019 when he was very good in the postseason and get that type of form out of him. But if he's not healthy, then he's just the guy. Chris Jones can just eat double teams all day. Because that's what he'd be facing. He'd be facing double teams and he'd be left to this rookie. Like, what's a good season for Kyle Afters? What I'd be happy if he got seven, eight sacks. Yeah. When realistically, we're going to need him to contribute 10 plus. If the yeah. other guys aren't doing it, we need to get sacks from somewhere. And they can't be all from blitz pressures. They can't be off the edge. They can't be from, from linebacker blitzing from the corners coming off. It can't be all from that. We need our four guys up front to get pressure on a quarterback. Mm. And if Kyle Aftis is only getting seven and Frank Clark's only getting seven and Chris Jones is getting 10, that's, that's only 24 sacks. Yeah. That's, that's not a lot from your three top guys, is it? So we, we need, we need someone else to step up. Who's that going to be? I don't know, but in a league where people seem to play, uh, teams seem to be adding pass catchers and pass rushers, the Chiefs seem to be a little bit behind at the moment in adding top tier Past rushing talent. Yeah, quite late in that area, aren't we, for sure? Mm. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to be we wrong about see. this. I really would like yeah. to be wrong. And I'd, I'd love to see Frank Clark, his form, like before he came to the Chiefs, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, the form he had then at the Seahawks. And yeah. hopefully we get that from Frank Clark. But I, I don't know what was wrong with him last year. He's in a perfect situation. He's got Chris Jones right alongside him. He's got, you know, Melvin Ingram with him as well. And you would have thought Frank Clark would have eaten from that. And mm-hmm. he really didn't. I, I don't know what it was. Just something wasn't clicking in gear. Um, but we'll leave that one. Um, what are the other ones that you've got on there? Obstacles. Okay. So a few people brought up the schedule, which we've not talked about because the schedule got released after our last show. It did. And um, and I think the schedule's a fair point. Um, the schedule is the, the the first half of it is the toughest schedule in NFL history. And that's what happens when you're a good team and you play in a good division. You play a lot of hard games. Yeah. But the Chiefs this year seem to be playing a schedule which is just unlike anything we've ever seen in NFL history. Mm. It is just an absolute gauntlet of a schedule. There's some breaks every now and then with the likes of the Texans and the Jags. But outside of that, the Chiefs are going to have to bring at least a B-plus game every single week just to try and get some wins. And um, if they're not on top of it, then then there's a potential there that they lose the bye. And losing the bye will be detrimental to this Chiefs team's chances of making the Super Bowl. They absolutely need that bye yeah. next year. They need that bye because the, the playoffs last year was a gauntlet themselves. But next year, you're looking at these AFC teams and you're thinking all seven of them, like regardless, if you could name any seven teams that you think are going to make the playoffs and it would be a gauntlet. Mm. So getting the buyers key. 
Yeah. And the Chiefs have been lucky in the sense that they've ended up hosting the AFC Championship game regardless. But that extra week off would just make such a difference. And But I just think the schedule is going to make it so much harder for the Chiefs to get to that position. It's brutal. The, I don't know what the Chiefs have done to annoy the schedule makers, but I don't know. They slapped someone that they shouldn't have because that, that schedule is horrific. Yeah, you're right. The, the, the chief schedule, I, I don't remember. I think I remember tweeting this out. I don't remember the last time we had an easy schedule. Like, I think somebody said to me, was it 2013? I think it was. Yeah, but that's 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 down to the opponents. That's, that's because yeah. we were that's because we were the worst team in the league and we were obviously fourth place in the AFC West, which enabled us to play a load of fourth place teams in the AFC. Hmm. And obviously, yeah, the, the AFC was, was bad back in 2013. There wasn't as many... many top teams this year like obviously we knew the opponents going into the schedule being released Mm. but I'm not normally one for saying oh the order in which you play makes much of a difference but this year I think it does I do think there is there are no breaks there you've got a little bit at the end where the Chiefs get to go on a run and potentially reel off some wins I think they play the Seahawks the Jags the Texans and maybe the Raiders and that 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 could be a nice little run for them Mm. But that could be too late. Like the Chiefs traditionally under Andy Reid have been extremely streaky mm. in one way or another. It's either they yeah. win a load of games in a row or they lose a load of games in a row. There's not much in between. If they lose one or two early in the year and then they go on a streak of losing games because their opponents are so hard, then they've got all that catching up to do. Mm. And the schedule isn't as fair. This isn't 2015 when we went one and five. But then somehow the NFL schedule just like put a load of gimmies in front of them for the last 10 games of the season. So they could score 13 points against the Browns and somehow beat them at home. Like that's not going to happen. The Chiefs are going to need to be on their on top of their game just to get 10, 11 wins this year. Like if they are average, if they're an average Chiefs team, they will end up with an average record. They, 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 that's not like years past. Mahone, a, an average Mahomes day would get you a few wins. This year, that's not going to happen. You, no. The Chiefs are going to have to be good consistently to get the record that they want to get them a buy. I've actually got a list of uh, the top five hardest strength of schedules from PFF. Okay. And Chiefs are top, obviously, as, as you've mentioned. Patriots second. Yeah, that makes sense. Division. Dolphin, Dolphins third. Again, makes sense, division. Raiders, fourth. Yeah. Bills, fifth. Have you seen the, the the trend in that, the pattern in that? Exactly. All AFC teams. All AFC teams, yeah. All AFC teams. What, division does, what division does the AFC East play this year? Oh. What, what NFC division? It's got to be the West. Oh, it probably is. So we play the West. We play the West. They must be playing the, the, the South then, I'm guessing. Um, it sounds like it's yeah. It sounds like it's something along the line, similar lines of what we are because, yeah, it 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 seems very strange that the top five there, the hardest schedules are all AFC. Yeah. Um. And it, in a way, that's probably going to help us a little bit better if we have got the hardest schedule. That if we've got every other AFC team having a hard schedule, especially the likes yeah, of the Bills yeah. and the Raiders, you know, it's probably going to help us out a little bit and average it out or even it out a little bit more. But. You're, you're right. You are right. You make a you make a good point, and I've been guilty. And I've just been guilty for forgetting about it for the last two or three minutes. Those teams have to play us, yes. as well. Yeah, that's that's. So there's me saying, "Oh, I fear them. I fear this stretch of the schedule." Yeah. But 
those teams are also circling Kansas City and going, well, we'll put that down as a loss. Yeah. And if we manage to get a win, then great. But right now they're looking at that game as a, as a defeat. And this is where I need to remember that and, and Chiefs Kingdom, and it's hard to get used to. It is a hard fact to get used to, but we are a Titan right now. <laughs> Here we go. This is this you being the uh, the, the Patriots type Chiefs. Fan. Well, we are. We are a tight. We are a titan of the NFL. Like, we, who else? It's so who arrogant else? as the Chiefs. But fan, we are. Know. We are. We like. We are. We are the big cheese of the NFL right no. now. Like, yeah. Do you do you disagree? No, no, I agree with you, but I just don't say it as often as you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good look for at these. Me. Look yeah. at us. We're awesome. So we're, we're do the over under at 30 minutes of whether I say it next show or not, or when I say it next, the next show. But we are we we are a titan, and I just need to I need to rein it in a little bit in my fear for how this Chiefs team are going to do because I need to, especially when talking about a schedule, yeah. because those teams are are probably more scared of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs than than I am of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose I suppose you're right. Because we are massive. Because we are juggernaut. Because <laughs> we are massive. <laughs> oh, right. Let's move in. Let's move on. Let's right. Move so on. A few people have said this one and it goes without saying, but injuries, 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 injuries. Yeah. I don't feel like we need to go. And there are there are a few select players that if they got an injury touch wood, they won't. I am actually touching wood, but I mean my desk, not something else. Um well. yeah, yeah. Um if we if we do get an injury to certain players, then obviously that will derail our season completely. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to name names at all, um, but that goes without saying. There's, there's there's certain position groups that we can probably take an injury or two mm. and potentially get away with it. I'm thinking maybe receiver now, um, potentially in the secondary, there's thrown so many guys at that, at that that we could probably cope with them. But certain positions, certain players that we just we can't we can't take injuries because if we do, is that that's the season over? Yeah, I mean that that that's I suppose that's similar for any team. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the fact that we've we've gone uh, very youthful on the team as well. I mean, that's that should kind of help out because you think yes, youthful players are not probably you know they're going to be fit enough. The recovery time is going to be better. Blah blah blah. Yeah. blah. But you still see it. You still see it happening, and especially when you're transitioning from the the college game into the NFL. It's it's a bit more brutal. It's a bit more brutal on the body and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I can kind of understand the concern about that. Um, yeah, and I suppose that leads us into another one, doesn't it? Really, the uh, the youth and inexperience of the of the team, of especially the the fact that we've got a lot of draft yeah. picks this year. Um, see, if, uh, a, a couple of people, a couple of people pointed this out. Christian Gaminga. Um, to to name one of them, our friend from Arrowhead Pride. Um, there are a few more, but I'm just going through the tweets now. But I'm I'm sorry if I didn't bring you up. But if if you did bring it up, it's a great point. Yeah, inexperience. We know what inexperience can do to any team. Like, but yeah. well, uh, to bring it back to my team, Arsenal. Um, they were going they were going really well. Yeah, and then they they got put into a big spot with loads of pressure on them at their at their rivals, and they couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah, they capitulated because they're youth players, and this is what you're going to get with rookies, with young players. They are going to make mistakes, and it happens everywhere in every walk of life. Yeah, anyone new to doing something or under in a pressurized environment, 
a lot of people will make mistakes and that's going to happen. And we just have to accept that, yes, some young players may make a mistake that costs us a blown coverage here, an offside there. I'm sorry to bring that up. But, you know, certain things can and most likely will happen that will cause the Chiefs to, to come down in a big spot. Yeah. But we accept that now and there's no need to apologise going forward. I'll tell you what, that, that's something I don't like. And it's happened over here far too much recently is sportsmen apologising for messing up on the pitch. Yeah. Well, why? Like, they miss a penalty. They they apologise via Instagram. Why? Like, I just Deal don't get it. it. Deal with I it. Don't, I don't get it. Like, it's not like we don't, it's not like as fans, we're not thinking you're, tr- you're not trying your hardest. We absolutely accept you're trying your hardest. And that's all we can, that's all we can ask for as fans is teams giving it their all. And if they're all is good enough, then, then great. But we don't need an apology. Like, the no. players do not have to apologize for not being at their best. Like it just, if I, if I mess up at work and, and it indirectly affects a customer, I'm not going to go, if they, up to that customer and apologize every single time I make a mind. Oh, sorry, I done a typo there. Yeah, sorry, I done a typo there. Like it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense. And I just your typos <laughs> exactly. I just yeah yeah. I just don't get why sportsmen these days feel the need to to get onto Instagram to get onto Twitter and post these apologize uh, long apologies for for making a mistake at sport at a children's game. Like yeah. what what are we get into ever. You know, that's a different point. Exactly. Anyways, the last one. Uh, <laughs> the last one. Not running the football. Oh, my God. I feel like this has come from a particular game last year. This is what yeah. I feel like is, is, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's it's that, that over-reliance on Patrick Mahomes. It's that reluctance to... Put the ball in there and having the confidence, I suppose, in the in the running back. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously we, we brought in uh, Ronald Jones, haven't we? Uh, to kind of yeah. help uh, help that 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 running back stable out a bit. And they have they have looked at that area in the team, right? and and I appreciate what they're doing there. They are making sure that they are stacking up in there uh, in in the running back area. But it's one thing having the players there available, but it's another thing actually going out there and using them. And mm-hmm. we've said this before about um, Andy Reid wanting to keep the ball in Mahomes' hand because he is the greatest quarterback of all time that we all mm-hmm. love and, and 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 want him to do well and, and show some spec- something spectacular to dig a game out. But sometimes mm-hmm. you really just need to get that other team guessing and thinking, they're going to the run game. Why are they, doing, why are they going to the run game? And then hit them yep. with something that Mahomes can, uh, you know, hit them with a long bomb later on or something, you know. And they've got the O-line to do it. They, they have, have the O-line they to have. do it. So, use yeah. that O-line. Use it. Um, oh, yeah. But use uh, it for both kind of, yeah, both styles. Let's put it that use way. Use the pass to set up the run and use the run to set up the pass. Just, yeah. just go go a little bit more balanced. And People might say, oh, it's a bit boring, but I think we've gone past the, 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 the MVP 2018 version of Patrick Mahomes is never coming back. Highlight Mahomes. Is never coming back. Yeah. Like, there will always be highlights from Mahomes. He will always do things in games. You think, what? Did he just do that? Like, <laughs> like, 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 he'll make, you always have to double take watching Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But that version 
that particular version, 2018 version, is gone forever. It has gone to the YouTube highlight reels for forever because teams will not allow him to do that type of stuff yeah. ever again. He so we are going to start seeing this more conventional quarterback yeah. that still blows our mind in Patrick Mahomes in in maybe a com- not a com- necessarily a conventional style offense, mm. but a potentially more balanced offense. And if we can give Mahomes a little break by letting Clyde or Ronald Jones run for five, six yards of carry every now and then, then do it. That's why not? You've got the O-line. You have literally have the potential to have the best O-line in football this year. Yeah. And we've got nasty guys up front that want to run block. Let's run behind those guys. Let's bring those, those safeties down. Let's bring, let's fill that, that box and then let Mahomes go to work. Let Andy Reid go to work and do some crazy stuff. I agree with all the commentators that are saying that if they don't run the football, then they aren't going to make the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I know analytics are hating me for this right, hating me for this right now. But with the way that teams like to play the Chiefs and more particularly Mahomes, I feel like it's a necessity. Yes. Yeah. It's it's definitely something you've got to you've got to utilize it. Yeah. You have to. You'd be mad. You'd be, you would be mad not to. Well, yeah, there's the other thing. You don't want to pile too much of the pressure on, on Mahomes as well. I mean, yeah, he's going to, he deals with the pressure anyway because he is the quarterback of the team. He is the, yeah. you know, the talisman of the team. But also, you, like you said, like you just mentioned, you've got to give him that breathing space sometimes to kind mm-hmm. of soak in the game and think, right, they're doing this, they're doing that. Um, you know, the run game, like you said, can pull the defenses around all over and then he can work with that. We've seen yeah. it before. The, you know, like, like you said, finding the soft spots. Um, you know, he can work with that and, and he'll compute that in his mind that I've seen this work. I've seen this happen. Yeah, yeah. I, can probably, I can probably do something with that. Um, imagine but, Mahomes going under centre and then running true play action. That's what I mean. It's oh, like... It, imagine that. Just give him, give him the, the focus, give him the ability um, and, and the time and the breathing space to do that, yeah. to, to, yeah. to work out the game a bit more not just keep throwing it into his hand and, and, and making sure that he's trying to force the ball down down the field all the time. I mean, we probably won't be doing that as much with the likes of the fact that we don't have Tyreek Hill, who's, you know, he must have been so tempting to throw to. Yeah. He must have been so tempting because you you know you he's got the speed and he he, he was exceptional at route running as well to obviously get, get free. So, but... Now, surely they've got to use everything now. It's got to yeah. be a unit as, as, as this offense now, isn't it? It's got yeah. to be a unit, not just individual players now. I think that's it's, the aim it, of this. I, I look at the personnel now across the board on the offense and I see a group of guys that are built to do, as a collective, everything well. Yes. Run the ball and catch passes and get open. And I don't feel like we had the bodies in the receiver room last year that enabled us to run the ball as well as we wanted to. It was more speed related. It was the Legion of Zoom. Yeah. Where with this new group, as I said earlier, the sky's the limit. Okay, that's all we've got time for this week. But before we go, we want to say a huge thank you to those that have left us a rating review, as we really do appreciate all your comments. And to show you what we mean when we say we read every single one, We've got to say this. We had one of the best reviews ever 
from a guy called uh, G. Pinsky, which was read out on the AP uh, editor's show by Pete, wasn't it? And mm-hmm. mate, when he read it out, I was like, man, that is probably the best review we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, it puts, I kid you not, it puts me in the best mood for that day. Just, just read. like knowing that people are, are, are listening, like obviously we, we see the stats, so we know people are listening, but I think, to get like no, no one ever talks about anything good everyone always goes online to complain don't they but it's rare for people to recommend stuff and say when you when we do get like ratings and reviews that come in and specifically mention the great british cheese show it just warms my heart a little bit yeah. i'm not gonna lie and um and like, even just listening to pete having to read it out and like probably thinking that one of our dads wrote it um, <laughs> um yeah no i do enjoy it and obviously if you enjoy any of the shows on on the channel leave a rating review for those guys there's a lot of good shows on this channel yeah and um yeah just leave a review and tell us what you think because i promise you they all get read and they are massively appreciated they're not like one fornhill in today's headlines they are (laughs) super super appreciated they definitely are we uh, like I said we, we really enjoy them and, and, and it does it really does brighten our day your boys from the kingdom will return again in two weeks time but we will be ramping up to a weekly show at some point as we get closer to the start of the 2022 season uh, if you're thirsty for Chiefs content here uh, stick around on the Arrowhead Pride podcast network as it is loaded with podcasts to keep you entertained during your working week but all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another we'll speak to you again soon